Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's my favorite time of year, the end of it. A time where we can look back and reflect on all of our favorite memories, our favorite downtown memories, and also look ahead to some of the things that we're most excited about waiting around the corner in 2023. And if you ever went to high school, um, you probably remember superlatives. Who's the coolest? Who's the funniest? Who's most likely to succeed? Class clown, jock, all those things. Well, Ryan... You brought it up, so we've got to know. Did you have a senior superlative? Yeah, I think I got just like overall best person is what they oh, voted sure. me for. Now, I can't remember. I think I was trying to think about that before I came in here. I think I might have been in the running for class clown. I, I was known to to cut up. One of my greatest compliments ever was my art teacher told me, you know just how much to push a teacher before they write you up and I was like thank you so much yeah just right to the very edge what about you though oh well this might surprise you uh most school spirit really yeah I was super involved in high school vice president of everything so student section like always wearing school colors Uh pom-poms jumping around Eh, pom-poms I draw the line at pom-poms okay I figure, what do people want to do more than relive high school? So we're going to do superlatives here on the scruffy stuff today. Superlatives all about downtown Knoxville. We're talking best restaurants, best bars, best neighborhoods, best business owners, developers. We're going to talk all about that here in just a second. But before we get started, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Ryan Willis, class clown, downtown reporter, and co-host of the Scruffy Stuff podcast. And I'm Brenna McDermott, most school spirit, growth and development editor at Knox News. And this is the Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So I'm going to start with a tough one, a surprisingly tough one, because normally, if you look at downtown Knoxville, uh, it is uh, mostly made up of bars and restaurants. But looking back on 2022, I cannot really think of many bars that open in downtown Knoxville. And I wanted to keep, you know, I know we're talking superlatives, best of, but I did want to keep it, you know, give these the, the new people a shot and kind of focus on some of the, the newer things that happened uh, in downtown Knoxville in 2022. So I say we start there. Best new bar, best new brewery, um, sort of a combo category there. You can pick either or. And I'm going to go with Ebony and Ivory. Um, I've been writing about this place or, you know, prior to them opening, I'd written about it before because uh, there was all this hype built up that Knoxville was finally going to get a black owned brewery. And I actually looked into, um, I posed the question, where are black people in Knoxville's beer scene? Why are there not more people participating in the scene, either, you know, consuming 
beer or making it or working at the bars. And um, it's actually a very interesting piece. It's, I guess, a couple years old now. It took a while for them to finally open up. But if you go back and, and look at that, you, you can hear from the owners um, all about what they hope this place can be. And I also think it's uh, really cool just because of the neighborhood it's in. I think if you, uh, not this is not going to be just a podcast where I plug stories, but I have written about you know how downtown Knoxville is sort of growing north. And um, as it grows north, the neighborhoods, um, the Happy Holler neighborhoods and the other ones around that area are going to become um, you know, more attractive and to have a place like, uh, Ebony and Ivory right next to Hard Knocks, uh, pizza. Um, I think that's enough to go ahead and give it the award for best new brewery of 2022. It's interesting. Cause I feel like we're on the cusp of a bunch of new bars and breweries opening. You've got zero zero, the natural wine bar right. is coming. You've got fly by night from the folks at turn club on severe Avenue. Uh, many, many more. I'm going to cheat a little, because I think there's a chance this brewery actually will open in 2022 and say yeehaw for sure. I mean, yeehaw has, even though their brewery is not open, they've already moved their operations here to Knoxville and they've really pretty quickly become an important part of the beer scene and the the nightlife scene in Knoxville and they're not even open yet. Yeah, and they are a, brew- a brewery. I mean, they're brewing beer over right, there. So, right, I mean, exactly. it definitely does fit the category. Um, and I'm with you on that. Yeah, hopefully we can get an update on that soon because um, they've been teasing a little bit on their on their Instagram. And they, you know, the man- manager over there, Charles, told me it's going to be the best place to gather outdoors in East Tennessee. And, you know, you hear that kind Whoa. of stuff all the time. But I've seen what they've done out there. Big TV, stage, tons of turf if you're into that kind of thing. Place for your kids and dogs to run around. It's going to be cool once it opens. So I have no problem with you uh, cheating, as you said. doesn't really feel like cheating. I feel like that's fair. Okay, good. Let's talk about the food. Um, Definitely a lot more options to choose from here uh, in terms of best new restaurant in downtown Knoxville. And for me, I'm going to go with Frothy Monkey. I've been there once for brunch. But the coolest thing about that place for me is just what they've done with that space. You looked at it before. It was the empty crest building. You had uh, Fat Tuesday open up next door. And this place just, I was trying to imagine what it was going to become. You know, to have the view of Strong Alley, to have a second floor that was built in there, to have a covered patio on Gay Street is really cool. And not to mention the awesome food, the awesome drinks, the coffee as well. It's kind of like a one-stop shop. If somebody, if somebody you know, 9 o'clock in the morning wants a coffee, they can get it. If somebody at 9 o'clock in the morning wants, a, wants uh, to have an alcoholic beverage, they can get it too. You can go together. Um, but I just... Uh, I think having a frothy monkey in your town in Tennessee is like almost like a, you know, it's just like a wow factor. Like you have them in Nashville, Chattanooga. The fact that Knoxville finally got one in a way kind of puts our culinary scene on the map because they've already made such a name for themselves. So um, I'm going to go with that. Ryan, we have to be honest with our, our viewers and confess yeah. something. I know where you're going with this. Um, because I think we both agree that the actual probable winner of this award is a place neither one of us has been yet and it's a gross oversight (laughs) yeah it's actually quite insane that i haven't been there as much as i looked at that menu and salivated i'm going to deduct 10 scruffy points from each of us (laughs) for this oversight i'm glad you said 10 i was thinking more but i think we can agree that one of the best new restaurants of the year no question is pachki um I would say of any restaurant that's opened in the last five years in downtown Knoxville, it's gotten the most buzz, in my opinion. National buzz. I mean, New York Times coming and writing about. And of course, adds to the list of the Blackberry Farm chefs who have 
struck out on their own and seen insane success. I know when Pochke first opened, they said, hey, this is a temporary thing. We're going to do it for a year. Uh, we need to check back in and find out if that's still the case because it would be so sad to lose something that's become such an institution so quickly. Yeah. Now, do you have one like that? You one that you've actually been to? Yes. Rena? Yes. Okay. I that was that was a joint best restaurant. I'm gonna say for me, it was Brass Pearl on Market Square. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised with the quality of the seafood being in a landlocked state. And the vibe in there is really something special, I think. Imagine um, you are out on the ocean with Wes Anderson. That's as close as I can get to describing the interior. It's really gorgeous, great atmosphere. I love a tiny restaurant. I think it those have the best vibes. And uh, also the price per item for the amount of food you get was really reasonable. I was impressed. You can go ahead and uh, deduct another 10 scruffy points for me, maybe even more than Pachki, just because I have complained on this podcast. Not really complained, but there's been episodes where we've talked about what is missing from downtown's dining scene. I've said seafood. I mean, I know we have Chesapeake's. We finally get a seafood place, and I have not been there. Well, I'm going to keep with the theme of food, if that's okay, uh, just because it, it's it's only fair, as much as we've talked about Marble City Market on this podcast, to explore what is the best food hall vendor. Um, for me, it's obvious. Um, food aside, I mean, like, objectively, it's obvious. Uh, it's going to be Smash City, Knoxville. I mean, they are consistently the ones I hear people talking about going there. They make a good burger too. I mean, it's it's consistent, it's flavorful, it's tasty, it's a um, you know a lot of food for the amount of money that you're paying, um, and yeah, just generally, I mean, they've expanded into other markets. So I'm gonna go with the safe route and say Smash City. I'm gonna pivot a little bit and say the best things, in my opinion, at the food hall have been the desserts, and hometown boy Dustin Cochran, I think, really has something special in Myrtle's Bakehouse. Um, I am consistently wowed by the flavor and the texture of all of their cookies. Um, in particular, I want to shout out one that actually I don't think is on the menu anymore, and I hope he brings it back. But it was like a chocolate chip cookie with an Oreo, an Oreo filling in the middle. The sky is the limit for this brand. This is a brand I could see going national. Uh, well, changing completely. Um, when you think about downtown Knoxville, what do you got? You got food, you got drinks, you got some shops, you got um, some public art. And so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the artist of the year. You know, she's not a new artist. She's been around for a while, but she's been doing new things. And that's Paris Whittle. Um, you've seen her work all over the place. You've seen it on the side of uh, parking garages downtown. You've seen it on the side of uh, Print Shop Brewing over in South Knoxville. And you've probably seen it all over Instagram, too, because she does an awesome job of branding herself. But now she finally has an actual downtown storefront, um, which is huge for an artist. I mean, for her to be just so universally loved here in Knoxville, um, and to be able to open a storefront, I think, speaks volumes. And so um, I'm going to have to go with her uh, and um, excited to see more of her art pop up around town. I feel like that's kind of, you know, when you think of Knoxville, um, that's kind of, you know, her style has kind of become what I think of when I think about Knoxville and its art. Definitely. It's been fun to watch her career take off. And I think, again, a lot more potential there for, for her to grow. Um, I... 
figured you would say Paris. Uh, so I went in a different direction. And this is something that came on my radar just a couple of days ago, and it stopped me in my tracks. Yeehaw posted about their new mural on the side of their building. Have I you saw seen that. this? Yeah, it looked really cool. It was the cutest mural, and it so perfectly encapsulated their brand. And it's made by a local company, Coulter Signs. So I'm going to shout out Coulter Signs. I mean, okay. I'm sure they designed it in tandem with Yeehaw, but I thought they did an incredible job. And I think they've done other significant signs in, in and around downtown Knoxville. So Sticking in the same neighborhood, I'm going to transition over to um, best game day atmosphere. Uh, bringing this up because obviously um, University of Tennessee football season didn't turn out the way a lot of people had hoped. And it's been really cool to watch the Vols' success. And quite honestly, I haven't been able to get a ticket because those tickets were so expensive. So I did a lot of watching of the games around town. And I think I've mentioned this before, but it, it's changed my mind. And maybe when Yeehaw opens, it could change my mind. But I'm going to go with Schultz Brow uh, Brewing as the best place to watch the game. Plenty of seating. The best screens and sound systems of any bar brewery in Knoxville. Uh, multiple bars and delicious food. I mean, they've really grown their food menu. And so there's a little something for everybody. If you don't like the German food, they got pizza. I mean, anybody you go with is, you know, is going to feel comfortable there. One of my favorite places to gather with friends and specifically to watch UT games. Excellent choice. I think it's an excellent choice too, because most people probably don't think about it as being a game day watching spot. The people who know, know though. I'm right. telling you, if like you they, know, you know. they show up. I'm going to go with a probably perennial winner if we had been giving out this award in years past, which we haven't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just think the experience of watching a game on the mezzanine level at DGB is super fun. You know, really? you, I've never done that before. You go up to the second floor and back where like the pool table and the foosball table are in the bar back there. It's a really fun spot to sit and watch a game. You're kind of sitting close together but in a way i like that for a game day experience just because there's energy and people are cheering and talking and laughing and it just feels like you're hanging out with friends it also kind of feels like a little secret place like not everybody knows to go up there moving along what else we got oh we haven't talked about music yet my favorite of topics uh let's talk about the best festival slash event of the year Starting with Brenna, the favorite, the the person who loves concerts and <laughs> big crowds the most. Well, you're going to love how I pivoted with my answer away from music events. Okay. Um, I want to shout out the Downtown Knoxville Alliance because I think they do a phenomenal job of promoting Downtown Knoxville on a budget and they do really creative things that I love. Uh, one of my favorites uh is definitely the peppermint trail which is going on right now i think it's a fantastic promotion for downtown retailers um retailers have you know peppermint flavored drinks and they hide uh what is it like little peppermints in the store and kids come in and look for them it's just a really sweet way to get people shopping downtown and make you feel like you're going to an event rather than just showing up to shop Oh, I didn't realize that was just for kids. Oh. My answer, uh, the obvious answer, uh, in my opinion, is uh, Big Ears. It's a festival 
for locals if you're into it i'm thankful that i live here and i'm a local that gets to enjoy it um even if you don't you know if it's not for you there's plenty of free stuff that you can do but just the fact that it you know perhaps more than any other event in downtown knoxville brings in such a diverse crowd people from not all over the country we're talking all over the world and musicians from all over the world and um it really puts knoxville on the map i mean you you see the tennessee theater the bijou theater the mill and mine these all these out-of-towners get to see how cool of uh of music spaces we have here in knoxville and just to hear all the voices chattering around town i mean you hear so many different languages being spoken and people asking questions who have never been here before um, music aside, as much as I love the music, I think it's just cool how you know all different types of people come together for this downtown Knoxville event. Aww. Let's go back to food and back to drinks for a little bit. We're bouncing around a little bit here. I should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, best thing we ate all year, a big one. I've eaten a lot. Dare I say three meals a day times 365, and I've eaten over a thousand things. I feel like this year my, my palate was very simple. And I wanted to go back to basics and eat just really outstanding basic food. And for me, there is no better burger in Knoxville than the abridged burger. I know abridged only has one location in downtown Knoxville. And I don't even know if you can get the abridged burger there, but I'm so passionate about it that I'm going to say the abridged burger i've heard that they've done some pop-ups though around downtown uh, with a burger truck so we will we will count it um it is so good the fries are good Mm, i can't get enough so mine is uh fresh off a food truck you're looking for me on a wednesday you want to come say hello most of the times you will find me over at trivia at central filling station i'm going to go with the baja burrito from dia day and anybody that has been to trivia with me including some people in this newsroom can attest that it is delicious i mean when we sit down for trivia there's six baja burritos laid out we're all we're all eating it uh citrus marinated shrimp flour tortilla rice pico de gallo chipotle aioli avocado pickled red onion cabbage slaw and basil sounds simple something about it knocks your socks off it's delicious. It sounds awesome. So I guess best thing we drank all year is the obvious transition here. What you got? So I am going to say the honey latte from Frothy Monkey. I hmm. like a latte that does not have a lot of sweetness in it. And I find most of the time if you ask for a vanilla latte or a mocha latte, it comes out too sweet for me. The honey latte was perfect because there's real honey in it, and it's just a dab. It's just a little dab of sweetness. A little. little. (laughs) If you aren't here in the room, you can see Ryan dabbing because he's hip. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And so if you don't like overly sweetened coffee, check out Frothy Monkey. Now, if you like a lot of sweetness, uh, you're going to love my drink. I, uh, and this is, you know, listen closely and take advantage of what I'm about to say because this drink is not going to be available for much longer. And that's because it comes from Miracle Bar. Um, I had a hot buttered rum the other day, which was on the Miracle Bar menu at Brother Wolf. It includes aged Jamaican rum, velvet falernum, uh, mixed spice butter, oak milk. I think that's supposed to say oat milk, not oak milk, and nutmeg served hot. Yum. Let's mix things up a little bit. We've been talking a lot about some of the best. I don't want to talk about the worst. I said last week we were going to talk about the worst, and then I thought it's holidays. Let's not be mean. Let's just be nice. But I will talk about the most interesting, uh, most odd, most unique thing to open uh, in downtown Knoxville this year. 
Um, curious, Brenna, what you came up with for this category. I hope we don't have the same one. I really want to go see what this place is all about, but there's a very significant problem with that. It is peak IV hydration oh, now open yeah. on Severe Ave. So basically it's a place where you can go and get an IV supposedly to help hydrate you or deal with hangovers or migraines, anxiety, fatigue, athletic performance. So you like pick a different cocktail of substance that they inject into your veins. Um, I hate the thought of that. Well, that is the rub because I am a notorious passer outer. Oh, so as curious as I am about like, would that really help with a hangover? It probably wouldn't personally help me because I would be unconscious. But very interesting idea. I've not seen that in Knoxville. Um, seen it in some other cities. So yeah, I'll be curious to see if that takes off. I'm going to go with uh, THC, the holistic connection. Uh, the dab bar that is open in the 700 block of Gay Street of all places uh, dab makes another appearance. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a big day for the dab. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's what it sounds like. And if you don't know what a dab is, then you probably don't want to go there. Um, but essentially, you get to you know ingest, uh, vaporize, smoke, whatever you multiple forms of legal THC, and then see what happens and sit around and play some Mario Kart. I don't know if that was if that's actually. I haven't been there since they opened, but they said they were going to have Mario Kart. It's kind of just a lounge. You can buy products there too. It's all made from the company, so it's not like you're getting like third-party products sold to you. Um, and so they seem to be pretty serious. It's not like your head shop, your you know your weird uh, you know place. It's not going to be like bongs everywhere. Like you know when you walk in, and it just feels a little weird. Um, this place seems to be um, relatively legit, minus being in the 700 block. I, I'm curious to see how that location plays out for them in the long run. But definitely something new and different uh, for downtown Knoxville for sure. Um, and we're going to transition from being under the influence to uh, the best influencer of the year because it's 2022 and we have to talk about that because they're all over the place. Again, Brent, I'd like you to kick this one off if you don't mind. Who do you have for best influencer of the year? Um, well, I'm going to say, because I knew you were going to use her for best artist, I'm going to say Paris Woodhull for influencer of the year. I don't really want to give her the title of influencer because she's obviously so much more than that. But I think when you look at her work and where it is and what it depicts and you see people, you know, leaving Rala and other places with so many of her products, I think she really is setting the tone for just the, the feel of loving downtown Knoxville. I'm going to go with new to Knox. Um, really, um, you know, I remember when I first moved here, um, I connected uh, with New to Knox. I went to their Thanksgiving social. And back then, that was kind of what it is. It was just a handful of socials and you know a handful of Instagram posts. And that was about it. And they have grown so much in the past few years. Uh, you think about they've added Move to Knox, which is you know to help people. It's kind of combining real estate with um, just getting people adjusted to the city. They've hosted a lot more socials. They've really just sort of made a presence for themselves um, in a way they haven't before. And they got a spot, you know, right off Market Square, like an actual downtown office for what started out as just an Instagram profile, just, you know, of, of stories. And, and I don't even think reels were around back then of, you know, th just being around town and trying to share that with people. Um, a started from the bottom. Now they're there on the square uh, kind of story. And it's cool to see. 
Also really cool, I mean, yeah, if you've been following the podcast since the beginning of 2022, um, I think the overall theme, if you had to pick one thing that sums up all of our episodes, is that downtown Knoxville is growing. Um, and with that growth, um, or, uh, you know, causing that growth is a handful of developers that are making big moves in the downtown Knoxville scene. And so, um, I figured we could talk about, uh, you know, make our way to the MVP categories, um, and talk about the MVP developer of the year. Ryan, this is somebody who we've written about a lot, but I think in general, uh, folks don't know much about this person, mostly because they don't really talk to the media very much and hoping that that changes as HD Patel continues to expand what's become a downtown Knoxville empire. He bought uh, the building that Sapphire was in. It's going to become Hotel Clio with Lilu on the first floor. Um, He bought the TVA credit union building. Um, That parking lot at Central and Willow across from Pretentious that is one of the most visible lots in downtown Knoxville. And he's bought many others too. Vine Furniture. Vine building. Furniture. Thank you. Um, clearly, 300 Block of Gay Street. I'm sorry. We just have to mention that one because that's a huge one with a partner. The 300 buildings that's been sitting empty for a while in that empty lot. That's a huge one. Right. Exactly. Um, I think clearly he has the funds and a plan. He's been a hotel developer for many years and has a bigger vision, it seems now, for owning a significant chunk of downtown Knoxville. Seems like he's doing projects thoughtfully so far. Excited to see Hotel Clio open. Uh, supposedly that was supposed to be by the end of the year, but I don't think that's going to happen at this point. But eager to see that come together and eager to learn more about HD and his plans for downtown Knoxville. Shameless plug, HD, we would love to talk to you. The developer I picked um, doesn't always consider himself a developer and also uh, might be a little bit controversial to some people out here. I'm not saying I don't want to get into the politics of the baseball stadium, but the fact that Randy Boyd has able was able to overcome all the hurdles to get that baseball stadium downtown. Part of being a developer is being able to get to the point where you actually can develop. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens with government and permitting and acquiring land. And the fact that he got all those pieces together um, was able to get them approved through local government, was able to get the funding, it seems like, uh, through a TIF district for the stadium to come to life. Um, I think you got to get the MVP award to him. And, you know, commercial real estate is a really competitive and sometimes ugly industry to work in. Uh, developers don't usually come off looking like great people to the general community who might not understand why development matters but i'll say this for randy boyd i'm sure he's not universally liked i'm sure there are people who have issues with him but he's very well respected and he's managed to do all this while maintaining the respect of city and county governments and uh, partners who see the potential of what could happen in downtown knoxville as a result of his commitment to this project and we still have a few more categories i'm gonna go through a couple of these pretty quickly Uh, best new city amenity for me, that is the electric bikes downtown. Uh, the pace bikes were taken away. Uh, electric bikes came in. They're paired with the electric scooters, which I know have been controversial, but the electric bikes are, are pretty cool and more accessible for people, I think, than trying to balance on a scooter. I'm going to cheat a little bit again and say Red Panda Grocery, I think, is going to be a great amenity when it opens, which seems like could be any day. Yeah. Uh, eager to step inside there and see what you can grab and go. 
Um, best new apartments um, slash condos for me. Uh, the tribute is going to be my answer just because it is so different than anything Knoxville's ever seen. You've seen this in neighborhoods uh, or in cities perhaps elsewhere, but it's really a hotel slash Airbnb slash apartment situation on a part of town that could use a uh, little investment and that uh, seems to be trending towards growth uh, with Church and Henley also by Rick Dover planning to open up next door. Um, smart move, in my opinion, with the amount of people you know, being so being on the UT side of downtown, when you think about medical students and people who might only be living in Knoxville for a short period of time, to give them the option to have a short-term rental situation um, in such a prominent and you know uh, nice space, I feel like a lot of those short-term rentals you kind of take what you can get, and this is sort of elevates that experience for people. And perhaps you know when they get done, might want to move back to Knoxville. Here's my pick for best new apartments, with the caveat of for a certain type of person. Okay. This is going to be, a, I think, a really spectacular living experience once everything comes to fruition, which is stockyard lofts. Okay. If you want to be in the heart of what's going to be going on around downtown Knoxville and, and the forthcoming stadium, I think it's going to be a great place to live. Obviously, the stadium's not built yet, but you're still in a prime location in the old city where... All kinds of redevelopment is happening, and there's amazing food and drink everywhere, which is a great location. All right. Two more. We've talked about uh, MVP developer, not to be confused with MVP business owner. What do you have for that? So I'm going to congratulate the Marriott on Henley for an outstanding redevelopment or or a, a refurbishment of that hotel. I don't know that I've ever seen a hotel transform the way that it has. And even if you never step inside the hotel, you can admit it looks so much better from the outside. Uh, The black is really sophisticated. It's a nice contrast with the Tennessean next door. Uh, And it seems like they've got a little bit of culture going on inside, which I think is a challenge for a national chain hotel. Yeah, I mean, you said you never step in there. I think they want you to step in there uh, specifically. You know, I'm talking to our local listeners here. I mean, you don't think about a hotel being a place for locals to hang out, and they want it to be that with the maker exchange. Uh, that includes a restaurant, a bar, a lounge area, uh, local maker goods. I mean, if you find yourself on that side of town, um, it's a nice little, uh, what's the word we used recently? Respite. Just to you know, escape the uh, interstate that is Henley Street and walk in and just, uh, oh, there's also a coffee shop in there too. So um, it's a place for locals as well, which is rare in a hotel. My MVP is going to be one. Uh, it's actually going to be a family, I guess. The West family. Um, they have done a lot over a long amount of time in uh, reimagining the potential of Market Square. Uh, but this was a big uh, year for them. Um, Scott West uh, joined us on this podcast uh, earlier this year to talk about um, Luniverse and the Moon Sphere, a far fetched idea, perhaps to some, but something that he really believes in. Essentially, a new arts and entertainment district on the Blackstop property, the old property where the International and the Concourse would be. Um, major in the sense that he's moving off of Market Square. I mean, he's been elsewhere before, but, you know, expanding um, into a new place and also expanding onto Gay Street for the first time ever with plans for seven minutes early, essentially a preservation pub 2.0 on Gay Street with a grand vision to connect his rooftops at Prez Pub and seven minutes early across the alley, uh, the the strong alley, the graffiti alley, whatever you refer to it as. Um, and then not to mention uh, Allison Appalachia too. Uh, that 
spot there on Market Square has transitioned so many times. Um, this is the first time it's felt like it actually underwent like something beyond just the name changing and you know maybe a couple new light fixtures and a sign on the front. Um, this has part shop, part bar. Um, feels kind of trippy. Feels kind of westy. Feels feels like a west establishment, um, which not always it didn't always feel that way. And then the final category to wrap it all up, best neighborhood of the year. I mean that is that's going to include and in every category we've talked about so far. You need we need to think about these. What neighborhood has the best restaurants and bars and artists and festivals? I mean all these categories sort of lead up to this last pick. Um, and yeah, you want to kick it off? Well. I my neighborhood of the year is interesting because it's not necessarily thought of as a neighborhood by many, but here at the Scruffy stuff, we kind of coined our own nickname. Yeah, we do for what we this want. Neighborhood, yeah. uh, and it's not fully developed yet, but I think there's a lot of promise, and that is West Downtown. So the area around Henley Street and World's Fair Park. You've got the Marriott renovation. You've got Church and Henley apartments coming. You've got the tribute in the former Tennessee State Supreme Court building, which is gorgeous. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of commercial opportunities on the first floor of Church and Henley eventually, which means, you know, coffee shops and services and little um, stores for residents who are going to start moving to that area of town. Um, Henley Street is always going to be a little bit of an eyesore. And we talked about that a little bit last week. If you want to go back and listen to how we would fix downtown Knoxville with $50 million. Bury it. Put it in the ground six <laughs> feet under. Ryan um. has some passionate ideas about Henley Street. But as you said, that side of town offers you proximity to a lot of things. The university, uh, some county building. So if you're pro- a professional... Uh, heading to one of those areas regularly makes sense to start thinking about living in West downtown and world's fair park, which, um, you know, Henley street kind of has divided the rest of downtown from the park. And so perhaps this can change that. And there's some great businesses that have been down there for a while on the West side of downtown. You think about French market crepery and Yassines and on the newer side, Koyo, I guess at the old Kaizen spot. Um, and so, yeah, I'm with you. That's, that's nice. Although, I'm going to, uh, I guess, uh, there's a little bit of um, bias here, and I'm going to say uh, the Severe Avenue area. And it's been the up-and-coming neighborhood for a while, but I feel like it has taken a leap forward here in the past year. Um, that building where Highwire um, and, and uh, Redbud Kitchen are, it's set empty for a long time. I was wondering when they were going to finally get something in those spaces. And just recently we've seen, is it Peak? Peak is there, right? The uh, yeah. IV bar. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a vintage shop, a boutique now that's all filled in there. You have City South Apartments, which are, you know, sort of, um, you know, it's a new build with some ground level space. Across from Alliance, you kind of have this little fitness oasis of, uh, you know, you got like a, a South Knox nutrition place as well as like a, a physical physio lab or I can't remember what the names of those businesses are. They're all kind of fitness related. Um, and then just looking ahead to the future, I mean, it's going to be getting a streetscape soon, which is exciting. Um, we've had some announcements over in that area about townhomes. That's this is kind of going down Island Home Avenue a little bit, but townhomes across from um, from uh, Trailhead Beer Market, and then also down at Sutry Landing Park, uh, a really successful. Um, going back to you know, we need to think about all these categories and festivals as well. Really successful uh, Second Bell Music Festival, and along Sutry Landing Park. Uh, Dominion is building uh, South Banks and Sutry Landing uh, apartments that are going to be overlooking the river. And so 
all this stuff put together, um, I think is really, you're really starting to see severe Avenue, um, you know, take a big step forward and potentially become not just, um, you know, the, the, the beard neighborhood and the coffee neighborhood, but the place where there's actual, you know, dining places to live places to shop. I mean, you're getting sort of all those amenities, uh, in there. I I agree with everything you said, Ryan. And I think in five years, we're not going to recognize that neighborhood. It's going to be so different. It's exciting. Well, now I'm curious for our listeners out there. Uh, what do you think about these categories? Do you agree? Disagree? Do you have your, uh, own picks for, uh, some of the best ofs that we came up with, or is there a best of or a superlative that we didn't even think of? Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Knox Scruff. Uh, and you can also, uh, post in the urban Knoxville Facebook group. If you become a member and Ryan, it's super simple to become a member. Just join and answer a few simple questions. We post in there all the time about, Uh, new bars, restaurants, shops, and interesting stories you might want to know about. And and, uh, I'll be sure to put a link to that in the podcast description, as well as a link for how to sign up for our free weekly Urban Knoxville newsletter, uh, which will let you know about the latest news happening around town, usually tied to a theme and also looking ahead to some fun stuff happening over the upcoming weekend. Uh, As always, the Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by Knox News, and we appreciate the support here on the show, but if you want to take that support a step further, knoxnews.com slash subscribe is a place to see our latest offers. Um, Holiday season's around. Give the gift of local news. Give the gift of a subscription. We will be back next week with our final episode of the year. You know, we talked about 2022. Now we're looking ahead to 2023 and some of the bull predictions we have for the year that is just around the corner. You're not going to want to miss it. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.